0: Hello everyone and welcome to the October 10th edition of WarComp Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Scarn and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started with our litigation report. The New Orleans Saints prevailed in an arbitration against ex-football players over their workers' compensation claims. Eight former football players for the New Orleans Saints filed claims for injuries before the California WCAB. One player said his home state was California. Three players listed their home state as Louisiana. The remaining four were from Georgia, Washington State, North Carolina, and Texas. None of the players indicated that they were injured in California. Each of the eight players claimed that they had a cumulative injury that occurred in various cities and states. The claims were filed from approximately one year to nine years after the players had retired from professional football. The NFL contract signed by each of the eight had an addendum that contained a choice of law provision indicating that they agreed that any workers' compensation claim shall be brought under the provisions of Louisiana workers' compensation law. The contract also contained a choice of forum provision that required that any litigation shall be filed in Louisiana courts or the Louisiana body with jurisdiction over the matter. The NFL Management Council on behalf of the New Orleans Saints filed an arbitration grievance claiming the eight players breached their contract by filing these claims in California. There have been two prior arbitration awards on this same theory involving the Chicago Bears and the Tennessee Titans. Both cases were in favor of the teams. Thus, the Saints cited them as precedent under arbitration rules known as Law of the Shop. The players contended that these prior awards were, awards were wrongly decided and should not be considered. The players also argued that the choice of law and choice of foreign provisions are void and unenforceable under California law, federal labor law, and the full faith and credit clause of the United States Constitution. They further argued that the arbitration in three of the eight cases was filed late. After reviewing the evidence and the arguments made by the parties, the arbitrator agreed with the team and enforced the choice of forum and choice of law provisions. The arbitrator ordered that the players cease and desist the pursuit of a workers' compensation claim in the state of California. This arbitration, however, has two unique findings. The NFL collective bargaining agreement requires parties to file an arbitration within 45 days of any breach of the terms of the agreement. The arbitration against three of the players in this case was filed more than 45 days after they first filed their California work comp claims. The three players argued that the arbitration against them was therefore untimely and should be dismissed. The arbitrator ruled that the continued pursuit of the workers' compensation claim by the players here constituted continuing violations. That is, each day the workers' compensation claims are before the WCAB, the alleged violation continues. Thus, the arbitration for the three players was not untimely. The players also introduced compromise and release agreements in 14 other player cases where the Saints had settled California workers' comp claims. They argued that the settlements are proof that California has jurisdiction over these claims. The arbitrators said that the settlements with other players constitutes nothing more than evidence of a business decision to settle a disputed claim. The Saints now joins a growing list of teams who have successfully defended California work comp claims in arbitration forums using language of the player agreement. A Kern County volunteer firefighter has been found to be a county employee and was awarded workers comp benefits by the court of appeal. Here's what happened in the case of County of Kern versus WCAB. Eric Pedersen was the deputy fire chief of the Sand Canyon Volunteer Fire Department, also known as SCVFD. SCVFD is comprised of approximately 32 unpaid firefighters who actively protect the 21 square mile unincorporated Sand Canyon area within Kern County. SCVFD is now the only volunteer fire department in Kern. Kern supplied FCVFD with thousands of dollars worth of fire equipment in the late 1990s. Under the terms of the Equipment Donation Agreement, SCVFD acknowledged that it is an independent contractor and not an agent or employee of the county. SCVFD also agreed it would secure and maintain its own workers' comp insurance. However, they never obtained a workers' comp insurance policy. In May 2008, they had a meeting with the county to discuss the effect of Labor Code Section 3361, which provides that qualified volunteer firefighters are employees of the county, city, town, or district where the department is located for workers' comp purposes. After this meeting, the SCVFD representatives were told that they were covered by the county. However, they were not able to get written confirmation of this. The following month, Pedersen filed two workers' comp claims. After trial, the work comp judge concluded that Pedersen was a statutory employee of Kern and that he was not an independent contractor. The judge reasoned that the volunteers deferred essentially complete control over the mode and manner of their work at fire scenes to the Kern Fire Department. Kern's petition for reconsideration was denied. On appeal, Kern contended that the WCAB's application of Labor Code Section 3361 unfairly places liability on an unsuspecting local government that simply provided some minimal support to a volunteer fire department. Kern claimed that the legislature could not have intended to impose such a hardship on counties without their formal consent. The Court of Appeal disagreed with Kern in the unpublished opinion of County of Kern v. WCAB. SCVFD is a regularly organized volunteer fire department within the meaning of Labor Code Section 3361. The WCAB found SCVFD had been officially recognized by all three levels of government, the county of Kern, the state of California, and the federal government. The order of the WCAB denying reconsideration was affirmed. A long-standing City of Los Angeles audit dispute case has now been dismissed as moot. Wendy Gruel, the City of Los Angeles controller, sought to audit the city attorney's workers' compensation program to determine if the efficiency and effectiveness of the city attorney's management and oversight of claims was appropriate. The city attorney's office, under former city attorney Delgadillo, filed suit to prevent the audit. Delgadillo claimed that the controller had no authority under the city charter to audit the office of any elected official. The case was tried in 2009 and the court ruled in favor of the city, finding the controller could not audit the office of an elected city official. The controller appealed the judgment. Meanwhile, one month after the trial, Carmen Tutanich took office as the new city attorney. On his first day in office, Mr. Trutanich invited the controller to initiate a complete and thorough performance audit of the City Attorney's Workers' Compensation Division. In light of this development, the Court of Appeal requested further briefing on why the appeal should not be dismissed as moot. After further hearings, the Court of Appeal reversed the judgment. However, the reversal does not imply that the judgment was erroneous on the merits. The ruling was solely for the purpose of returning jurisdiction over the case to the Superior Court. And the Superior Court was directed to dismiss the underlying action as moot. And in regulatory news, the Detroit Lions are backing Michigan's proposed workers' compensation reform in part because they believe it would help limit the organization's liability from aging football players filing claims in California. The legislation takes aim at a loophole in the new NFL collective bargaining agreement which allows players to file workers' comp claims in states where their teams are not based. The Detroit Lions say that workers' compensation claims from California have become burdensome for the team and Liberty Mutual, its insurance carrier. The NFL team noted that its insurance carriers currently have a backlog of thousands of claims to resolve in California, some dating back several decades. The proposed law would modify the Michigan Workers' Compensation Act of 1969. It would add a reciprocity provision that would exempt professional athletes from Michigan's workers' compensation law if... They played for a team outside of the state and were injured while playing only temporarily in Michigan. The bill requires that the other state recognize the extraterritorial provisions in Michigan law and provides a reciprocal exemption for injuries occurring while in that state. California has such a reciprocity provision specified in Labor Code Section 3600.5. Florida passed a similar reciprocity provision early this year, hoping also to protect their teams from liability arising out of workers' compensation claims filed by their team members in California. The Division of Workers' Compensation has posted an interim pharmaceutical fee schedule data file as a result of recent Medi-Cal changes. DWC normally posts updated pharmaceutical fee files on a weekly basis, However, they have been informed by the Department of Healthcare Services that the September 28th file will be the last file sent to the division for approximately a month. Several changes in the Medi-Cal program are impacting the availability of updated pharmaceutical fees. The Medi-Cal maximum fee methodology is changing from the estimated acquisition cost to the average acquisition cost. The new formula for the average acquisition cost will be based on survey data on actual pharmacy acquisition costs and will not utilize the average wholesale price as the prior formula did. The new formula will not be implemented until about February or March of next year. A health trailer bill was adopted by Congress to give DHCS authority to temporarily use the old methodology. And in financial news, the state compensation insurance fund plans to lay off about a fourth of its 6,800 employees. Officials say the company is about 30% overstaffed. They plan to let go as many as 1,800 civil service workers by the end of June. It's the first mass layoff at the state fund since the 1930s. The positions being eliminated are in areas where business processes have changed significantly so that work has been substantially reduced. The layoffs are expected to save the state fund about $350 million a year. State fund's market dominance fell to 15% last year from 52% in 2004. Last year, state fund collected about $1 billion in premiums from about 150,000 employers. Premium volume is one-eighth of what it was six years ago. MSC Care Management said it will acquire Integrated Healthcare Services, a California company that is also focused on the workers' compensation industry. MCS is based in Jacksonville and is an intermediary between insurance companies, equipment manufacturers, and healthcare providers. Its specialties are catastrophic and home health services and equipment and device management. The company negotiates volume discounts for insurance companies and, in return, expedites the payment process for care providers and manufacturers. Integrated Healthcare Services is also an intermediary between insurers and providers specializing in surgical implant items such as titanium screws. This is MSC's third acquisition in the last four years. Integrated Healthcare Services employs about 40 people, all of whom will remain in Anaheim, California. MSC has about 600 employees in Jacksonville. And in medical news, <clears throat> medical experts say that Washington State's guideline for chronic, non cancerous pain could serve as a model for other states. They say such guidelines are called for because workers with relatively minor workplace injuries are ending up addicted or dying from overdoses. Among other measures, Washington's guideline recommends that doctors not increase opioid doses beyond an average daily morphine equivalent of 120 milligrams when a patient does not demonstrate improved functionality and decreased pain at lower doses. Many medical experts believe that patients are being put at risk when opioid doses reach 100 to 120 milligrams per day. According to the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy, the milligram per person use of prescription opioids increased 402 percent from 1997 to 369 milligrams in 2007. The California Chronic Pain Guideline adopted in 2009 followed the Washington Dosage Guideline, having cited it as authority for a similar provision. The California Commission on Health and Safety and Workers' Compensation, or Cheswick, is a state-sponsored joint labor management body charged with overseeing the health and safety and workers' compensation systems in California. Cheswick commissioned the Rand Center to develop assessment tools to promote a better quality of care for injured workers with carpal tunnel injuries. Rand published a 33-page report in response. Claims relating to carpal tunnel syndrome, or CTS, are common in workers' compensation systems. CTS leads to more lost time at work than any other non-fatal work-related injury, with a single claim ranging from slightly over $1,000 to almost $12,000, depending upon whether surgery is performed. The loss of earnings borne by an injured worker can range even higher to nearly $90,000 over the years. Given the sizable economic and human costs associated with CTS, the report says that it is critical that workers receive optimal care for this condition. Studies suggest that CTS may be diagnosed and treated in a suboptimal manner throughout the United States. Great variability remains in the kinds of diagnostic evaluations and therapies that patients receive. The Rand Institute developed several measures that can be used to evaluate the quality of care provided to patients with CTS. In the near future, they plan to use these measures to assess the extent of quality of care problems for this injury in California. The measures can facilitate a variety of efforts to improve care. That's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone, iPad, or iPod by searching for WorkComp Academy in the iTunes Store. Again, I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Skarin, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. And please drop by again next week for more news.